Welcome to Made In, podcast about Asian Canadian stories told by Asian Canadians. Each episode, we share stories about navigating through life as Asian Canadian women in Toronto. Hello again. Hi guys. We're back. It's Jasmine. And it's Evie. And we have some exciting review news because this week is going to be about TV shows and entertainment and movies and Jazzy just went to go see a movie that we all have been waiting for. Yeah, I just went and saw Farewell um, last night with my friend Sophie, and she's also half Chinese. Um, so, I mean, only obviously the right person to go see it is with another Asian. So, yeah, we <laughs> felt so many ways even going into it. She, I think, felt more strongly connected because she's Chinese and obviously the movie's uh, based in China. So, like, she was honestly such a mess even before we went into the no. theater. It was really endearing and sweet. But, yeah, we held hands the entire time and um yeah I guess I'll just kind of I can't do like a quick synopsis I won't to be honest maybe we will probably say some spoilers so there will be spoiler alert right now if you haven't seen it skip to like I don't know how long we're going to talk about this but we'll tell you when you need to skip forward to because we have so many fun tv show reviews that we're going to talk about so you don't want to miss out on that but okay farewell I didn't watch like any trailers before going into it so I went in with zero expectations all as I was a poster and it was like a full Asian cast and I'm like take all my money I'll watch done. it yeah done so basically it is about a Chinese family who find out that their grandparent grandma is diagnosed with cancer but I guess in Chinese culture um there's like a, a fable or like a tradition that like yeah. the the fear of dying from an illness will kill them faster so they decide as a family not to tell them um and then it goes through aquafina whose character name is billy she i guess has like, a really close relationship with this grandma nene and she's half chinese and korean oh my god really yeah how the fuck i know it's know us, that? It's well, us. It's us. together yeah wow she's like her like soul animal yeah it's soul soul animal. sick um yeah so billy played by aquafina has a really cl- close connection with nene and then when she finds out about like what's happening she drops everything in her new york life and goes to china to be with the family and then they really uncover a lot of stories that uh what i connected with was like um in my family uh relationship two of like the siblings immigrated so like including my mom and like my mom's sister we both moved to Canada and then uh the siblings who stayed behind they kind of opened up about their point of view like what it was like for their sisters to like move across and like come back with like this like expat like western culture yeah back into eastern like culture or whatever so I thought that was really cool and that resonated with me but anyways I guess it just kind of goes through on like what it's like being really immersed in like Chinese community and like having to you know follow these traditions because as for Billy she's like wait it's like so unethical and like illegal to like tell someone that they're not dying when they are actually dying so they kind of you know open up the point of view of like what it's like when you need to be super traditional but also like you have such a western mentality yeah like i watched this a couple weeks ago and it resonated with me so much because i am chinese it's like i think what the main point is that really stuck out to me is that here we're so obsessed with being self preserving yeah self-preserving and selfish and knowing things about yourself like if i'm dying I should know that I'm dying. Where in Chinese culture, I totally understood it. It's like you have to be the ones, your family has to be the ones to bear all the pain. Yes. Because it's it's not about you. It's not about, oh, like I feel so bad, I need to tell her. It's not about how bad you feel. It's about 
you feel bad and you need to hold it in and hold it in and hold it in just so that she doesn't have to feel the pain. It's better on the person who's feeling the pain to not have to think about that pain. So you're the one, so you, you might be 10 people, aunties and uncles, you're the one who's going to be able to swallow all of that and that person shouldn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's the meaning of family in a bigger sense. Yeah, the one part that really like resonates with that is um, one of the brother, when Billy was like challenging, he'd be like, why can't we tell her yeah, whatever? And part. he's like, it is our duty to carry this emotional burden for the rest of our lives on the greater for your grandma. Yeah. Like, and like, I didn't really understand. It's like, so in Korea, we don't really have this kind of tradition. So like from like your point of view, would you say like, this is common or like have your family ever experienced something like this? Yeah. Like I think when, even when my grandpa was dying, we didn't tell him and he had like Alzheimer's and wow. he was going to the hospital, but um, it wasn't like he knew the exact date or like you have three months kind of mm-hmm. thing. But I think my mom, my fam, everyone in my family just acted like he was normal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he liked watching WWE for some reason. <laughs> and he's like a weak... Interesting. I know. He's like a kind of a weak man. Like, he needed help and he needed those people, but we never treated him or let him know, like, the updates of his hospital mm-hmm. thing. Because the thing is, like, we're like, let him enjoy his life, do his thing. Like, he is doing his thing. Let him be able to buy all the dinners for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants to do because he's still alive and he knows he's still alive. But we don't need to tell him every hospital update, everything. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, my grandma is convinced that's the reason why he lived longer. And, wow. like, so I mean, is my mom. Like a nene. She's still yeah, alive she's and still kicking. Alive. Exactly. So, yeah. it, for me, it's, like, there, it's a really beautiful part of the culture that is, like, you don't think about yourself so much and you just think mostly about other people. Yeah. And and That's I think, the thing. And I think you mentioned that before too. Like even our simple actions that we do on a day-to-day, I feel like in our Western culture, it's like, it's my life. Like it's like my burden, like I'll do it. But then in Asian culture, that what I'm used to is like whatever you're actions have greater consequences for the entire family. So yes. like we carry like such a, you're like an extension of your family's pride and like their brand that like if you do something it doesn't just end with you it carries on to like our ancestors and like our entire like family that like yes you do need to have that kind of filter in whatever action that you do which is I think um for me being I'm not like secondary I'm like 1.5 generation just yeah. meaning that like I grew up most of my life in Canada but I do have some life in Korea um that like even though I'm, my day-to-day is more Western, I guess, focused, I can't pretend that I am just this, like, Western person. Yeah. I still have um, Korean families and, like, cultures that I need to uh, be respectful of. Yes, and I think that's the same, and we were talking about this, too. It doesn't just go with, like, this specific family thing. It's, like, if... If I'm upset at a family dinner with my whole family, I'm not... You gotta smile. You gotta smile and pretend you're okay because no one needs... Like, for the greater good, you're not gonna just bring up your area of dirty laundry. That just is not a thing that you do. Maybe, like, really close family, like, me and my mom or, like, me and my brother, but it's never something, like, in a whole family gathering. It's it's really shameful. And it's sad in a way because, like, there are some repercussions. Like, maybe we have weirder emotional relationships because we are not used to saying I feel this and Mm -hmm. I feel like um, I need to be able to express this and Mm -hmm. I had a really hard time being able to admit that my problems were really problems just because I was so used to being like the repressing it it. and don't say anything but Mm -hmm. I do think there is a good part of it and I think even in crazy rich Asians they addressed it like the mom didn't want her to be with him because of the family and it was about the ties it was about 
you know, she came from a different place. And this sounds so elitist, but at the end of the day, she's like, well, think about the children. Think about the way our family wants to be. Like, it's weird. You always got to think bigger. And even, you can't just... It's beyond you. Yeah, and you can't just be in love and be like, I love him, that's him. It has to be, you have to think about the whole family, I guess. Yeah. Um, I know there were so many cute parts where um, Nene was like, you know, when you're in front of her on ankles, like, you got to be like, hi, auntie. Like, hi. Um, it was super cute. But um, I didn't realize, I want to say maybe like 80%, 90% was in like Chinese. It was subtitles. Yeah. So Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I thought it was super um, amazing to see like a full cast that wasn't like a Hollywood cast. Like it was super raw, like in like such a rural like authentic like mm-hmm. chinese neighborhoods from like what i gather and the uh the sister of nene is the actual sister oh that's yeah. awesome um sophie actually sent me like a screenshot of like the imbd and i'm like of course like she, she was like my favorite it. character <laughs> um my also my favorite character was like the cousin who didn't say a single word in the oh, entire movie and like the weird japanese girlfriend that he had to marry like the entire thing and was, she didn't understand a single thing single saying, word yeah. i loved it but imagine like dating someone for three of us to be like hey babe like we gotta go to china and <laughs> pretend to get married because my grandma's dying like you down and, yeah i mean actually only, i would be so down <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if only like if it was a Chinese to Chinese person, they'd be like, oh yeah, I get yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Imagine bringing like a white dude, they'd be like, no, no, like, yeah, I just met you. Yeah, <laughs> like no, this isn't real, but it's still too real. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was a great film, and Aquafina played someone that we don't usually see. Like, yeah, not kooky. N- there was crazy. parts where she was herself, and yeah, like yeah. when she's like having banters with her mom, it was yeah. super cute. Okay, one part that kind of made me cringe that I think they kind of missed the. Actually, crafting like the dialogue yeah, was yeah. like when she's doing her laundry and she's and the mom is like, "How many wontons do you want?" And then she's like, five And the mom's like, "That's not enough." And she's like, "I want 12 And she's like, "Okay, you'll have 10 And like that is, I understand, it's yeah, like but it, a very Asian mom, but yeah. they actually wouldn't say it like. I think that. they missed it. I think they, they would just the give point. you ten and yeah. then you just be forced to eat it. Yeah. Or they should have just like cut to a scene where there was like, like ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they really it was it's a, really detailed. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> they could have, that would have been my edit, but yeah, no, I really like liked how like Aquafina didn't wear a single like makeup the entire movie yeah. and like I just love that it was like I saw my family and that even like oh my god Mr. Lee how cute what's Mr. Lee my favorite part was when he would pour the water in the oh in the bowl bowl, bowl, and then and then when he was spilling the water next time he goes back he like holds it underneath so he doesn't drip anything (laughs) the details are really amazing yeah oh my goodness Um, but but yeah even their outfits it was like so like so good outfits yeah um my biggest thing was like seeing people cry like there were so many people crying in the theater for me Mm. and i had gone like not the first day but like a couple days in and literally just like i've never seen so many asians be so emotional like mm-hmm. they never really show it like we're talking about people were like <gasps> like heaving and crying and i was like whoa to be honest it didn't hit me as much as i thought it was going to even though i, I didn't even know what the context of the movie was gonna be i just had a feeling that like i was gonna love it but i did love it i do love it but um actually someone that um replied back to my story um and he was like oh yeah it didn't really hit me the way i thought it was gonna be and i was like yeah I kind of agree like I think I don't know why maybe like I personally like I don't have a relationship with my grandparents because they both passed away um so I don't I don't have like a long tie for it but I 
uh, the moments that resonated with me was like maybe the relationship with a mom and like being like an immigrant like yeah. um <laughs> it really spoke to me when Afina uh, is sitting on the ground it's like talking to the mom being like you know like the one memory that I have is like playing in our yard with like my cousin and then the next day like we moved and then we didn't have any family and then you, there was no one around it was just us and like that's exactly how I feel like felt when I moved to Canada I have so many cousins that are like around my age and like every weekend every holiday we would always hang out together and then like all of a sudden it was just like my parents and like my brother and I we like you know didn't do any like family outings yeah we didn't have this like giant family of like happiness and like really like you know family gatherings uh because we just like moved on like this entire new country so yeah I those are the the moments that really um felt for me but I can see how someone with like maybe like grandparent ties like to them it was like oh my god this is like my grandma yeah my like, god, when she was like saying bye leaving, I know. and then she was like crying I, that's, I, that's the only time i, like, I mean i think cry. that part like anybody anybody could cry anyone would not <laughs> hard heartbeat would cry yeah, it was a lot and it was filmed beautifully um yeah but i agree with you like when i say like my grandpa died i was really young all my other grandparents like had already passed away mm-hmm. And I'm not that really close with my grandma, to be honest. So it didn't hit me on the immediate grandparent mm-hmm. level, but it hit me on, like, the um, the unselfishness of the culture and how strange it was and how many uh, levels they go to, to just to hide this thing and just to be respectful of their elders and also, you know, just take away the pain from mm-hmm. her. So I think it was more of the culture thing. And it's really immigrant. It's really interesting that immigrant part st- stuck out to you because that's mm-hmm. a part, like, I can't relate to you. Yeah. I was born here and... I, I mean, I imagine, like, when I visited Hong Kong when I was young, I did feel like, oh, I had cousins everywhere and we were, like, running around. But it's totally different from, like, you being born there and, like, having these big family things to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just, it's just strange that, like... Wow, one movie hit two people in two <laughs> different ways. Okay, it hit, like, five two million birds people. with one stone. Let us yeah. know what you think, because I don't know if, if anyone yeah, else has seen it. I'm sure y'all have. You should go see it. Even go see it on a Tuesday, like, if you can't afford. Yeah, <laughs> you have to go. Or find a stream, but that's just yeah. messy. I don't know about yeah. that. <laughs> and tell us your favorite part. Yes. That'd be great. Um, Evie, what else have you been watching lately? Um, well, to be honest, I've been watching a lot of reruns of Master of None. Okay. And I know Love, it's really touchy show. because of Aziz and the whole situation that he was in. I hated that. Situation, situation because yeah. the article that came out about him from that girl a it was on like the most unreputable platform and it was on such a tail end wave of like the me too movement yeah. and i think well this is just like my take feelings yeah. on it is that like you know from what i gather from the article like she just kind of wants to be part of this like movement to like say that she did it and like all i got from it was like she just outed like all of his kinks and just like what he was like on a first date and like right. to me like I've been in that I've been that girl before on yeah. a date and like where of course I had every right time to be like no I don't want to do this like I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing that she did it and at the time I didn't either and like of course I'm not saying that that wasn't no one should be treated and like felt the way that she yeah, did but and you w- did yeah and like just the way she had to out him that way that wouldn't have been my mode of you know getting my uh, what is it like, Re- it, like revenge yeah revenge or like yeah. my five minutes of fame like yeah. whatever I personally didn't fuck, fuck with it uh, but yeah but I did you watch his like stand up 
I did, and he yeah. addressed it. I thought he did it in a really beautiful way, and like yeah. he was super vulnerable, um, and was totally transparent and honest about it. But yeah, he came out strong at the end. I feel like, and no one there is no like winning situation. There's no winning. Like yeah. I think, uh, like a lot of women in this generation, and hopefully not the next, like have been in that. Like I've definitely been through that too, where yeah. I couldn't um, sum up the courage. I don't know what it is, like or say no, but. The thing is, like, this article was posted, like, anonymously, which mm-hmm. is also, like, I'm not saying it's not true, and he's addressed that, oh, I did meet this person or whatever, yeah. but, like, the New York Times, a column that came out right after was saying, basically, like, it is, it is hard to read people when they can't say it, that's fair, or mm-hmm. if they really don't have blatant mm-hmm. actions to show it, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're just there and you're taking it, but, like, you don't... It's weird, right? It's it's strange, and I like obviously that feeling is bad. We both know it's bad, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I also think that like it was just like yeah, very overexposed. I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. it made but. me feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But regardless, like, and the thing is, like, I mean, I keep that in mind every time I watch reruns of this. Now, like, it's something that just can't go away for really yes. quickly. Yeah, and I think for me, why I re- keep rewatching is because especially like episode two, it just speaks to me. It was about First parents. Season? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that really spoke to me. And, yes, the Indian culture is much different from my culture. Mm-hmm. And even the other uh, male Asian actor, like, oh, yeah. he's Taiwanese. So, like, we don't share the same experience. But I thought the nuances of how they understand race is not, like, a versus thing. Like, oh, black people get it harder than Asian people get no. it harder than... It's, like, just so different. Like, there's so many different challenges. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the best li- like lines that I rediscovered there is, like... Um, um, it's like Lena Waithe, like the black mm-hmm. actress in that mm-hmm. show. The she, she, yeah, yeah. she addressed like the fr- like Aziz's yeah. friend addresses how like she has these role models like oh I have Beyonce and Oprah, yeah. but then we don't it's got like one. yeah, so it's like I mean yeah now it's like this whole situation is like we are trying to get a role model and like also Eddie Wong has been like very criticized for being like why do you act so black but. His thing is, like, he aligned mm-hmm. more with black role models than white role models, and there was no Asian role mo- models... To look up to. ...other than, like, Bruce Lee and, yeah. you know, people who are still doing that kung fu stuff. It's not like they're just normal people, mm-hmm, right? They mm-hmm. have mad skills or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, like, that show, I feel like, understands intersectionality and layers and race and sexual orientation in such a way that it's not just, like, let's bring one black person, one white person, one Asian person on our show, and we good. Like, that's it. No. Like, it actually talks about that deeper, mm-hmm. right? And, like, in a really uh, in a candid way, like, it doesn't seem like they try to assimilate, like, uh, a scenario where, like, you hit every point of, like, maybe... Um, like immigrant family or like whatever they do it so naturally and like I see myself and like my family going through something like that too and just like flows super nicely and like it's super relevant and like relatable and um, sorry to like go back to Eddie Wong like obviously just so obsessed with him Mm -hmm. did you know did you see that he recently went vegan no, yeah. that's big for him. Yeah, because wow. um, he made wrote this like long post about like with the Amazon like being on fire for like cattle ranching or whatever. He uh, wrote this like huge thing in his like most intelligent way, and, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know, like just like uh, this made me feel like um, help me rethink relationship with food and like what feelings it should actually bring to you and like whatever and like really resonated with me and yeah he's vegan and now. you're gonna go vegan um well i'm a i'm a conscious consumer to begin with yeah but, me too. yeah but i think even like cutting out beef apparently yeah that's the one way. that is yeah the worst i try not to eat that much meat yeah i don't buy 
buy it unless it's like grass fed and like locally sourced. Yeah, I mean, anyways, I think my diet has changed. I just eat a lot of tofu. Like I eat a lot of, yeah. and I'm not vegetarian. I'm not even. I'm not any of those, but, but like a lot of like Korean food is can be easily in vegetarian. Exactly. Yeah. Like the soup. Yeah. It's so Soon good. Tofu? It's the best so thing good. ever. So good. Okay. Sorry. Coming back. Okay. Master <laughs> of None. So you've been rewatching it. Yes. Like, has that changed? Like, how you're watching other shows? Like, is that the feeling that you get watching from um, a show that represents like minorities or like whatever? Is that something? That and yeah, like I was talking like, talking about it a bit before, just saying like. I can't really watch just a show with just white people now. It is very mm-hmm. hard for me to relate to the show unless it's, like, I don't know, some crazy documentary about, like, this white murder. Like, you know what I mean? It has yeah. to be, like, so... It has to be <laughs> actual real life. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I can't... It's hard for me to watch because I can't relate to the issues. Mm-hmm. And I only started realizing this, I think, and it's awesome. That's what makes it an awesome time in TV and movies is that now I've seen so much of how, like, how this could change. And we're literally just at the beginning. Like, we, yeah. have, we have attacked, like, very little things, like, in our own race. And mm-hmm. I think for, like, the black community, it's just moving forward, you know, yes. with great films like Get Out. They where, paved a lot of the ways for us. Yeah, they paved the way. And, like, you know, Get Out is not just, it's not a black film. It's not like the films that you used to see, mm-hmm. like, Big Mama. So it's not like yes. that. These yes. are, like... And not there's, no, there's nothing wrong with Big Mom's House. It's just like these are like wow. I cannot believe that people of color are reaching for these genres that we mm-hmm. traditionally never could. It's touch. like a comical relief. Yeah. Yeah. And so like crazy. That's why Crazy Rich Asians. It was great, but like it was like a starting point. It was starting point. <laughs> like I get it. Rom com is an easy way to break in. Yeah. But like that's why something like The Farewell is like whoa. Like it just it's hits raw. you. Yeah. Yeah. It hits you so hard because like didn't ever imagine Asian people creating Asian stories in that deep or way other than being I mean the the full best example is like Tarantino's new film I can't watch it because he portrayed Bruce Lee in such a shitty yeah. way like like a literally like a comic relief mm-hmm. like which is what we have been fighting so Trying hard against Fuck. I know so I mean yeah I mean that that's just disappointing like that his newest film that's gonna be acclaimed in a blockbuster has that um I'm great that people spoke out about it mm-hmm. but like um yeah that's a the prime example of what we don't want anymore. I, yeah, I feel like um, we are becoming more like uh, entertainment intelligent, like intellect that like, you know, like we can watch something before since there was only like narrow variety of things that we can actually choose to watch. Um, and now there's so many other things that are coming up. Like I want to choose to watch something that like is actually going to add value and like, you know, really broaden my um, understanding and like learning about um, different cultures and how it's being portrayed. So um, yeah, the last few like Korean TV shows that I watched, I like absolutely love gonna come at you with some good reviews yes Um, there's a show called romance is a bonus book on netflix oh my god it's so fucking good is it k-drama yeah it's all it's everything i'm gonna tell you about is k-drama yes listen up (laughs) listen the fuck up okay Also, you need to yell at me if I swear. You've been swearing. Way too much. Okay, okay. romance is a bonus book. So, what's it about? It's um, it actually touches upon the employment um industry, employment in Korea. So, um, it's about this girl who had a really good career in like the marketing industry, but then she got married and had a kid, and then she like was a housewife but then she got a divorce so she's like left all alone and like doesn't really know what to do so she's like in her like mid-30s maybe trying to oh 40s maybe trying to apply for like a job and like no places in korea would like hire her and i was um 
mentioned this in our last episode of appearances so you should go back and listen um if you apply for a job in korea you have to submit your photo and like all these things and like every place that she was applying they're like oh you're too old and like you know they just wouldn't it was hard for her to come back into the working industry um so she has like a love like a little brother that she grew up with who is like an editor-in-chief at this like publishing house and um he's like had like really big like young adult fiction that was really famous wonderful so he does well and then he brings her in to be like an intern at this like publishing house and she lies on her resume that like she didn't have a previous work experience because like to be an intern you need to just have like basic schooling or yeah. whatever so she goes and fucking kills it because she's done the job before but she's like super humble and like you know like acts like she doesn't know anything and like really does oh above and beyond and there's another character in the show who's like who just got the role because i think her mom's rich and like she just like doesn't know work ethics so like there's like this funny part where she makes this like huge mistake and prints out like two thousand books but there was like a spelling error that she was supposed to check so then there's like this one scene we have to go and like re sticker everything or whatever so it's a really good um contrast of like someone who's like a super millennial like everything's privileged and like you know has it super easy and there's like this person who's trying so hard to be what she is so they kind of put that side by side so it's cool kind of talking about like yeah coming back into the workforce and like what it's like getting a job even in our generation and then like what it takes to actually do a good job and then also the little brother that's like the editor-in-chief is like maybe in his late 20s like falls in love with this lady and then um, there's like that love interest and it talks about like older people dating like younger people and like the generation gap and like the age difference and like oh my goodness it like made me really I feel like I could have dated like <laughs> no I would have dated like a 16 year old but no, like no, I mean, maybe later maybe in when life I'm, yeah okay. so maybe from like 40 I would totally date someone that's like 20 I don't know but just I don't like think the, would. okay sorry I take that back oh my god I sound so weird um no it was talking about like how like you know you can love and like you can see how it actually could work even though like they're in such a different place in their life so anyways the style is fucking impeccable like Jay Lee and I used to call each other after an episode and like all we would go we'd like because we were so excited about like Jay Lee is like a K Korean fashionista lady who's also our besties yeah Yeah. so Jay Lee is my friend Jen um who I call her my kister because we're Korean sisters not blood related sisters but we basically are um but she's like my Korean counterpart so yeah there were just so many like sexy like romantic scenes that we would just like call each other and be like oh my god that was (laughs) screaming um highly recommend okay wait out of five stars rated Oh, five out of five. Okay, like, that's so crazy. Like, you need to watch it. Fine, this is, like, the best review you're ever going to yeah, get. Yeah, 100%. Okay, and the next one is called Sky Castle. Um, also came out on the same time as the Romance is a Bonus book. But Sky Castle, I think I spoke about it a couple episodes ago. It touches upon the schooling system in Korea. So, um, kind of referring back to, like, the Varsity Blues um, mm-hmm. incident that happened in the States. So, in Korea, getting to, like, the right school and, like, doing all the education system correct is, like, their first priority. I feel like next to appearance um so uh to paint you a picture like what it's like to uh be a day in the life of like maybe like a fifth grader you go to school like 8 a.m till i don't know 4 p.m is that what yeah that's yeah, 4 p.m from like 4 30 till like 6 you go to this after school program called like hagwans and then they specialize in math or like english oh or like whatever and then sometimes so like elementary school kids don't come home until like 9 p.m uh-huh. and then if you're in like high school or like getting ready to go into university like you do after 9 p.m another session where like it's like ap classes of like oh my one-on-one God. tutoring so sometimes like people don't come home until like two in the morning and they have these like 
food programs where you can like run out and get them where like they bring you lunch bento boxes and stuff so they're literally learning and doing school like as soon as they wake up till they go to bed at like three in the morning so they all do this because to get into like the ivy league schools of universities in korea um you need to do like a application entry test and then it gets posted like publicly so like it's like um you can't embarrass your family if you get like a bad grade so like that pressure yeah and like i feel like also that that's why our depression rate is so high like suicide rate is so high um so like everyone like studies to make sure that they can get into these things so sky castle talks about it's set in high school and then they get this like intense like tutor that had has like a success rate of like 100 percent of getting them into like the med school that they want to go to and then like everyone's it's called Sky Castle. It's like the community that they live in. It's like a gated community, but you have to be like either a doctor to live in there or something like that. Mm. And like the children of like the doctors, it's like the school that they go to. And it's so fucked up. They have like reading clubs where they have to come and like talk about like the different things that they read as like a community. So there's like super elite. Seems elite, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they kind of talk about that. And I feel like they do a really good job of like what it's like to be in a schooling system like that in korea but they don't even dramatize it it's actually so true um and then they talk about like the consequences like the mom like commits suicide and like they oh. talk about like family things and like everything and all about image right so like they yeah. think that their family is perfect it's like oh like my daughter got into like med school here but then like they literally never talk to each other or like they have such a bad ugly like family trauma so and I super recommend. To be honest, I didn't finish the series, but I think I saw enough to know that. Yeah, like, how many stars? Um, I'm gonna say three out of five. Okay, that's still good. Like it's still watchable. Definitely. The next one, the next two that I have that I just want to shout out as just like an all-time Korean favorite is first one is called Love from Another Star. Um, why this one is super relevant is um, there's like this main character that's a girl in it it's like she's probably like the most popular girl in Korea I like to speak to this girl's fandom is in one of the episodes of the show oh okay so show is about um this guy who's like an alien he comes back to earth he looks and, like a guy though right? oh my god he's so hot okay uh, and he's sick. So I'm hot. Like, Ew. yeah no he's like he's like from the star but he, so he's like 900 years old or something like that but he comes and falls in love with this girl but this girl is like super rich and like you know like a prissy girl but then falls in love with this guy who like doesn't pay that much attention to her uh, like whatever but it's just like classic. yeah classic but it's super funny but to speak to how popular this girl is in one of the episodes she used like one shade of ysl lip gloss i kid you not it was sold out like worldwide so you're saying she's popular in the show but actually popular here no, no exactly the like the so k-drama does not only uh, restrict to koreans like everyone in like east everyone in asia i think loves k-drama yes 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 yeah like even like my filipino friends yeah taiwanese friends like vietnamese friends like everyone tells me about it and even like white people like watch it so i just i'm trying to picture like the impact that k-drama shows have is international because like because this one girl wore this like one shade of lip gloss it was sold out international like but like in the show she plays a popular girl no in the show like she just like is, she just plays a like, girl yeah she's just like a girl okay yeah. i was like so she plays that and she actually is so popular no that she <laughs> sold it out but that's yeah. a crazy impact yeah still. yeah um and then another one is it's okay that's love um it's the first show that i watched that was in korea where they talk about mental illness so it's all Whoa. another love story again but it's this guy who 
who has like schizophrenia so he actually like you know they go through all of that and like what it's like living in his life and even though korea is like super cookie cutter in terms of like you know what gets to be on entertainment is really um they have a perfect formula to like really make it sell but they do a really good job of like touching on like topics it may be a little bit delayed than like western culture so but this one was so well done and like you cry like every episode is so beautiful um, there i think that one's on netflix so if you want to binge something that. this weekend yeah. i highly recommend that um but yeah, that's like my my top I love that power Yeah, yo, you gotta get on it. And I don't fuck around with television. Yeah. I, I know my shit. You just so. swore again twice. Yes. But Anyways. <laughs> um, that list was perfect because I've just been watching reruns. So I hope that helps you out. If you guys have recommendations. Yeah, tell us. Hit us up on Instagram. You know where we're at. Yeah. Um, or send us an email, whatever is easier. Um, but also, before we wrap up, we've been... I've been crying about every single person giving us such loving words Thank on the you. podcast so far. Truly, everything you guys say um, like really touches me at a core and both of us. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for all the things you guys were saying so far. We're so, so open to any feedback and like any topics that you guys want to yes, talk about. Yes, please. So holler at us. And we'll have guests on soon, so... Oh, yeah. Um, Ooh, just... maybe Sophie, you want to come on? I mean, we just <laughs> shouted out so many people in this one, so... Everyone, you're open to it. If you have something to say, let us know. Yeah, so thanks for listening to Maiden. Follow us on Instagram at imaiden underscore and email us your thoughts, feels, advice, or all of the above at hi at imaiden.com. Bye. Bye.